Good morning. Our scripture comes from Matthew chapter 2 this morning. I invite you to uh, open and turn there with me or follow along on the screen. Matthew chapter 2, starting with verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy Lord, we thank you for your word that has already hit our ears, and we pray that your spirit would already be working, that we would hear a word that you have for us this day. Because we know, Lord, that you will speak to each and every one of us in the way that you have planned. So, Lord, I pray that you would take these words of mine, turning them from water into wine, because we know you will do, take even the simplest thing and do miracles with them. So do it even now in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. We are celebrating, recognizing uh, Epiphany today. Uh, you've heard of the 12 days of Christmas, right? <laughs> well... January 6th is Epiphany every year. We count those 12 days and that's where we land and, and it is an opportunity for us to celebrate and remember those magi who came from far away because there was a star in the sky that had not been there before. And they knew that they had to go and see what was the cause, the source of this great light. And so the Magi will call and remind us that we are to see the light of Christ every day. But the route that we take is not always the easy one or the one that might make the most sense. Epiphany. We remember this day. It's a great day to kind of help us reset, 
to be reminded of what leads us in this life of faith. Last week, we worshiped, as we came together in worship, we took part in um, one of John Wesley's traditions that every year at the beginning of the year, there was a covenant service, a covenant of prayer, remembering and recalling that we are not our own, that we are God's. So whether he wants to to see us brought high for him, elevated or brought low, even disgraced, whether we find ourselves with much or with nothing, whether we are seen favorably or looked down upon, whatever life brings, we would still honor and glorify God because he is the source of all life. We are his and he is ours. That's pretty powerful to declare and covenant with our God. It's a good thing to be reminded of the beginning of a year throughout the year, this life of faith that we live. There are some other things that might be helpful for you to to have in in your mind, in your memory, to even write them down that help to lead us in our lives. John Wesley also spoke of three simple rules. What if we allowed these three simple rules to guide our lives, to do no harm, to do good, and to stay in love with God? They're so simple, and yet we know that it can be hard at times. It can be a challenge to live a life that does no harm, that is always doing good, and even finding ourselves daily in love with God. There are things that come in our path, and we must choose then those three simple rules. As a United Methodist, we're, we're told that our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Well, that's a good reminder. Our life of faith is not from us alone. It is not only about me and what I have and what I'm able to do, what, I, what I've done that's, that I've done well and what I need to work on, what I need to improve in, what I need God's grace to see me through. But our life, our mission, our purpose is that we would see other people not only brought to Jesus, but, but to see them as disciples, as those who know God, who love God, who, who can encourage each other in this life of faith. Because a disciple doesn't just go off on their own with what limited knowledge they have. No, disciples grow and they learn and they work together. When we're doing that, there is transformation happening, not only with us, within us, but within those around us. And that is where we see the, the world changing. But we've got even more. If that wasn't enough encouragement and helpful ways to live our lives, we even said here in Chippewa, in our own little church, that we want to be intentional about speaking the word of God and sharing the love of Christ 
and doing what we can to make the kingdom of God visible. Right here. Right now. With who we are and what we have. A few things to help us remember. A few things to help set our focus. Because this is who we are. This is who we are in the light of Christ. Unfortunately, this life is not easy. <laughs> because while we, we may still have Christmas lights up, we may still have decorations, we have celebrated the birth of a baby, and what is more exciting than that? Life is not easy. It is not full of comfort. It is not full of, of perfect relationships and, and, and easy working projects. Our life is not easy. It's not a, a pretty tree. It's not a, a new baby that's completely perfect in every way. Jesus himself even said in this life, you will have trouble but you keep your eyes fixed on me because he has overcome it all. There's a pastor that I, I read some of his writings. His name is Reverend James Howell, and he said, Jesus doesn't make, me, make my life easier or more comfortable. The closer we are to Jesus, the more we sense our dis-ease in this place. Because this is not our home. This is not the final destination. We are always going to have some dis-ease and discomfort, not only in this world, but also within ourselves. Even as the body of Christ, there are times when we are not kind to each other. When we need to listen more than we speak, and then there needs to be more forgiveness and grace. And it's true that it feels like sometimes the more we know Jesus, the more things come up in our lives that are hard to deal with. And sometimes that might cause us to, to want to try to take a little step back because we want the comforts of this world. But it's that very time that we need one another to remind us that we need to step into that. It is in that dis-ease that we rely even more on our Savior. You may have heard that poem by Robert Frost, Two Roads Diverged in a Yellow Wood. That last line saying, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. The light of the world came into the world that it might always be with us. And nothing can overcome it. No darkness, no pain, no struggle will ever overcome the light of Christ. And we have a choice of how we would live our lives, what path we might take. And, and 
There are times when even the path we're on, we might feel like it, it surely isn't the right one. And yet, when we allow the light of Christ to be what leads and guides us, even if it doesn't show us too far down the path, we can trust what we are seeing because we are in the light of Christ. And Christmas, while we will take down the lights and we will end up changing our hymns from those of Christmas to those of the continuing year, Christmas hasn't ended. Friends, we're actually in Christmas tide now. How about that? Advent, Christmas, the, the celebration of Christmas in those 12 days, and now Christmas tide. Yes, we are. You may have heard a poem before by Howard Thurman called When the Song of the Angels is Stilled, and I came across a variation of that poem. So let me share that with you now. When the carols have been stilled, when the star-topped tree is taken down, when family and friends are gone home, when we are back to our schedules, the work of Christmas begins. To welcome the refugee, to heal a broken planet, to feed the hungry, to build bridges of trust, not walls of fear, to share our gifts, to seek justice and peace for all people, to bring Christ's light to the world. Well, that's a pretty tall order. That's an awful lot of work. So how do we do that? How do we keep the light of Christ? How do we keep Christmas within us? How do we keep these simple rules and the mission and the purpose that is set forth before us? Here's one very simple way to do that. The most powerful and the most meaningful, we spend time with God. You might remember a couple years ago, we had our, our daily reading plans. Well, we pulled them out again, thanks to a reminder from a friend. You'll find them at the welcome desk. This one is January and February. You'll notice that next to each day, there's a little box and you can mark it off. Because it is important for us to be in God's word every day, to be with God, not only reading his word, but talking to him through prayer as well. And there's also a little way that you can help to focus your time as you read that's listed on those bookmarks. But not only is it important that you be in God's word, it's something that we should love and enjoy. And so if you see that little box and you all of a sudden have this, this weight, this burden, like I have to do it. It's something I have to check off and complete. Stop. It is January 8th, friends. And for some of you, you have not picked up a bookmark yet. So let me just tell you right now, start with January 8th. You don't have to go back. It's about spending God, time with God today. Not trying to make up and be perfect. Just spend a little time in God's word. And if the next time you get back to it is the 16th, well then just check on the 16th. It's all right. God just wants time with you. He doesn't want your perfection. He just wants you. And the more time you spend in his word and the more time you spend praying, just talking to him, not, not big, elaborate, long things, just, just a little conversation. 
the more time you spend with him, the easier it becomes to, to follow those three simple rules. And the easier it becomes to have more conversations about him just in the midst of your everyday life because you're spending more time with him. It's always easier to talk about the ones we've spent the most time with. Here's something else that, I mean, it, it's a little fun, but, uh, but I think it's also kind of a helpful thing. So we're celebrating Epiphany. And all over the world, people celebrate Epiphany. Like, like January 6th is actually their Christmas, right? Where they are actually celebrating and giving out gifts. <clears throat> but one of the things that many people do around the world is that they bless their home every year on January 6th. And here's what they do. Okay, visualize with me. You ready? Okay, so you've got a piece of chalk and you're standing outside your front door. And maybe you need a stool or maybe you're tall enough. But this is what you do. You write with the chalk. Two, zero, plus C, plus M, plus B, plus 23. I know, right? Are you like, algebra, math problem, can't go there. <laughs> okay, 20 and 23, it's the year. So every year, those numbers change. 2024, 2020, you get it. The plus signs or symbols of cross in between. The letters C, M, and B that epiphany, the reminder of the magi representing those names that are familiar to many of us that we've given those magi, Caspar, Melchior, Balthazar, or C-M-B, the Latin, excuse my pronunciation, Christus Mencionum Benedicat, which translates to May Christ bless the house. Anybody remember Perry Como? Okay, all right. I got a couple of you. Okay. There's a song that he recorded called Bless This House. A beautiful blessing to pray over your home. What if you took the time? Maybe you're not into chalk on the outside of your house. Okay, but what if you actually took the time, not sitting at your kitchen table or sitting in the couch or, you know, the comfortable place, but you stood in your home and you prayed a blessing. Bless this house, O Lord, we pray. Make it safe by night and day. Bless these walls so firm and stout, keeping want and trouble out. Bless this door that it may prove ever open to joy and love. Bless these windows shining bright, letting in God's heavenly light. Bless the folk who dwell within, keeping them pure and free from sin. What if you blessed your home and reminded yourself and those in your family who may take part in it with you that the light of the world was born, born through Jesus Christ, that light lives within each and every one of us. And every day when we come and go, every day when we 
open our refrigerator door every day when we start doing laundry, every day when we get in the car and drive to work, every day there is a light within us because of Jesus Christ. And whatever we might face, there is nothing that he has not already overcome. There is nothing that he has not already seen. There is nothing that he will leave us to deal with on our own. So may we find this year time to spend with our God every day. Time to remember and recall what it is, the purpose that he has set forth for us as brothers and sisters in Christ to encourage one another. Let us remember we just, we just need to not do harm and do good. Stay in love with God. Remember that the light of the world is within us and nothing can overcome it. Will you pray with me? Holy Lord, thank you for, for your great love for us. Thank you that you covenant with us, that you are trustworthy, that your promises are good. And so, Lord, will you pour out your blessing upon us, upon our lives, upon our homes and our families, upon all that we do and say, that we would continue to walk in the light of your love and grace every day of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.